Warning, the following podcast contains Scottish people and as a result, they will potentially use offensive language in their discussions. So don't be a and turn it up. Welcome to the ICW Fans Podcast Part 2. But evening with Craig and Frank. Of 18. Welcome to the ICW Fans Podcast. This is part two of our night with a Mr. Craig Anthony. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me again. No, no, thanks for closing the round. Obviously, we break between part one and part two. This could be ten minutes if you're listening back to back. Could be two hours, could be a week. Who knows? Only you do. We'll find out at some point. Anyway, <laughs> we want to get into this a bit more detail and we'll go over... <laughs> He's on what I'm like, but now if you don't, <laughs> if this is a surprise to you and you're listening to this, guess what? I've got ADHD and it shows. <laughs> right, so <clears throat> we'll start off, we've got a general question for you that some we'd like to know, but we've got a lot of a kind of history to go through in this as well. I'll start off with a question. So what was it like <laughs> to return to the kind of now upgraded asylum, but also kind of for the unknown foreseeable at the time to be wrestling in front of no fans and an empty arena? When you came back into that, what, what's the difference? What's that been like? Um, so, what was it like doing the, the no fans type deal? Aye. Uh, well, it was strange, man. Um, obviously, the, the the last match I had before COVID mm. shut everything down was in the garage against uh, Daz Black. And we tore the house down, man. We had a fucking incredible match. Um, and obviously from that you're thinking, wow, what a way to kind of kick off. Because before right. that, I hadn't done it under the mask gimmick thing with like Joe, Co- yeah, sorry, Mark Coffey, power forward, and the masks come off. Um, so actually to be doing my, being me out there and yeah, like yeah. wrestling, that was something I was really looking forward to. And and then you you start with such a high, and then it all kind of come the world just shuts down, down man. So everybody was kind of wanting to get back to some type of normalcy, and then. The kind of the tapings came around, mm. and to do it in front of no fans, it was actually it was it was kind of a weird experience, especially because I'd only really been myself out there in front right. of the ICW fans once. It was kind of actually an opportunity to kind of make a name for myself, and all I had to worry about was me doing me and exactly yeah, yeah. what I do in the ring. Do you know what I mean? Like there was there wasn't kind of any other outside kind of interference in a way, like. Even like I know Chris Jericho's and things like talked about it on the podcast and like he was, when he was shooting me Orange Cassidy, he's like, "Am I over? Are they enjoying this shit? <laughs> like, are people watching this and going, he's fucking shit or he's great or this? Do you know what right. I mean? So you don't know. So all you can really do is like try and put on the best wrestling match right. that you can and and come across like in your promos and stuff and like and hopefully maybe you receive some sort of feedback online or something, so it's weird, because yeah, like, yeah. you, usually you get that direct feedback right there and then and from the audience live, yeah. Oh, 
Whereas you're not getting that. So you have to just trust yourself, trust what you can do, trust your character, trust your wrestling, trust that you're performing and entertaining yeah. people. Um, and like, like I was kind of saying earlier, like as well, like like taking the bumps and that, it didn't hurt anymore for me because yeah. for me, it's all, when I'm in there, man, it's all real, it's all hard hitting, it's all, nothing, nothing changes in the ring. The way I interact with the crowd changes if they're there, obviously, but everything I do in there is the exact same, man. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll compare that then. So, you've just obviously made that <coughs> massive return. Um, first night of that, how'd that feel? That felt unbelievable, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was away for over a year. Yeah. I had, obviously, well, I had Kez Evans. It broke my arm. But it goes so much deeper than that. We're going to get it. It does, it does. But we, uh, what not a lot of people actually know as well is that that wasn't the only injury in that year's time. I broke my arm, which was Kez's doing. Mm -hmm. But then two months before I returned, I tore the cartilage in my knee as well. So two months before I came back, I had literally just had uh, surgery to get that fixed. So I'm coming off one old injury then get a completely new injury just when i'm about to return luckily i was uh, able to recover in time do all my uh therapy and stuff like that and my knee was feeling good by the time i got back um could have probably stayed out a bit longer yes uh to make mm -hmm. sure i was a hundred percent but i was maybe 99.9 9. 9. but there was no way but there was no fucking way i was passing up the opportunity to walk out those fucking curtains yeah. <laughs> it shugs his party and fucking look in kez evans eyes and get the reaction from him and the, see the fear in his eyes i wasn't good. passing up that opportunity good because i mean let's face it the, the cards are not stacked in his favor right now they are not yeah. <laughs> and let's and i'm going to tell you something right here now as well I told Kez when I came back that I was going to take everything from him. No. After I hit him with my forearm, it shugs his party. I looked him in the eye and I says, I'm going to take everything you hold dear from you. <laughs> and I wanted to do that all on my own. Good. I don't want another two people in there. This is the cards that we've been dealt, so I'm going to roll with it. But if it was up to me, it would be me and Kez, and I'd be exacting the revenge that I've been planning on him for over a year. Exactly, over a year. So, if you go back to it and look into it. So, <coughs> Fight Club, December 5th, 2021. Kez demands a challenge and a match against anybody on the roster. Um, next week, gets Luke Cairo. Things get a wee bit out of hand. He uses the blood clot clutch and then keeps doing it after the match. So, you intervene and result and break it off. And that's kind of where this, this begins, really, isn't it? There's, I mean, I've got transcripts and dialogue and fucking Twitter feeds and everything in front of me here but there is it's, a, it's actually Insta Insta sorry it's an, it's an Instagram quote I'll actually right listen I'll help right I'll, I'll help him with this you ask the questions <laughs> I'll do the transcripts well as a story history that's the thing yeah I mean this is I sat and done a bit of research and I was actually surprised as to how far this went back yeah also how it started and it was simply he defeated Luke Cairo with a blood clot clutch. Match was over. He put it on again. Now you came out and interfered and he took offence to that. So I... Why? 
What was yeah. it that made you do that? What made you well, get there? Was it just him being a dick? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that I had a match with him maybe the week before. I'm not sure, but he defeated me by blood clot clutch. And then after the bell was rang, when I passed out, he kept it in. But look, Cairo wasn't the first. At that period in time, this is when the new generation or the new Aye. era of ICW started. There's all new guys. And Kez Evans walked in there thinking he was the big dick in town. <laughs> and he was taking liberties with everybody and anybody that he could. So I had had enough of it. I've seen enough bullshit like that in my fucking time that I'm not going to not stand up for it. No. So, if nobody else was there to do it, then I was going to be the guy that came in and put a stop to it. And it started with Luke Cairo. Well, okay. Thank you. At least that makes a bit of sense for it. It's been a wild, it's been a wild year plus. So yeah, I mean, it's, it started it. with Luke Cairo and then as the weeks were on, you know, it's, um, he's had a few matches um, against each other and things like that. And then you had a match um, in the new year against Alex Parker. Um, again, later in the evening, Kez Evans defeated Levi. Blood Clot Clutch. But refuses to release the hold again. Again, you interfere. And it results in the hold being broken, which is fair enough. But this time... You're laid out. The briefcase. We have a vicious shot to the head with the square. Pal, and everybody's hero, or you'll have your, your face smashed in with a briefcase. Now, Kez's mantra is I everything do, I, I, do. I do. I do. Or whatever it is. That was a brave man to do a Kez impression. Yeah, Kez is going to fucking great. smash you. But what Kez Evans... What Kez Evans doesn't realise is that everything he does has consequences. And unluckily for him at this point in time, the consequence was me. Fucking Craig Anthony, Because the thing is, like I said, he thought he could walk in there and storm his way through every division where it's zero G, heavyweight, whatever he wanted to do without anybody giving him any pushback. Bullying people, taking liberties, taking advantage. He he doesn't want me to be the hero. Well, he shouldn't have become the fucking villain in the first place because every villain needs a hero. And if that's what I'm going to be in this story, then so be it. But he's going to get taken down. Yeah. I mean, it carries on and eventually comes to that you set a challenge to Kez um, on the 9th of January Fight Club team. Um, next match against him, a square goal case contract is on the line. Uh, if you yes. win, you get a future rematch and you get the shot at that. Now, the following week, you had the match. You did win this. But this is what I found interesting as well. Um, and it's taken from your social media um, where you post a picture and it was a result of the injury that Kez gave you. Ah, and, yeah, yeah. And you spent three and a half hours in hospital waiting for a specialist to look at your mouth because of a gaping hole in the lip that you had was so deep. It stitched it up, sent you in your way. But it was a permanent reminder of Kez Evans, a permanent scar that you quote seen you won't forget. So the feud sort of 
when I was doing the research, I thought it's kind of a slow burner. It's, you're not trying to be everybody's pal. You're not trying to be everybody's heel. But as you say, you're putting a stop to Kess thinking he can go and do what he fucking wants, mm. wherever he wants. You're storing up to the, you're storing up storing up to the bully, the, the schoolyard mm. bully. But new Kess has injured you. Not not seriously, but he's caused harm to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it starts to slowly escalate up. Um, and again, as the weeks go on, Alex Parker um, much. You versus Alex Parker. Once again, Kez comes out and knocks you out with a briefcase and then hits you with a Kez dispenser. The match is awarded via pinfall um, because this is for Kez pulls him there. The following week, set to be Kez versus Alex Parker. Now this time, you attack him mm. during his entrance and the brawl spills out backstage and then you lay him out with a headshot against the shutter tap for tap back and forth back and forth well as Billy Kirkwood likes to say turnabout is fair play <laughs> and if anybody had it coming <laughs> Kez Evans had it coming <laughs> and that wasn't the first sorry that was the first but it wasn't the last of any scars that Kez Evans was going to leave on me yeah. both physical mentally emotionally Kez Evans doesn't just play a physical game. Kez Evans plays a mind game. Oh. Kez Evans plays a dastardly game, if you will. Yeah. And he's right. not scared to stoop to lows that other people wouldn't. Oh, yeah. So, if he thought that that was going to stop me, he was savagely mistaken. Because just like I'm not going to s- lay down from a shot with a briefcase to the head. I'm also not going to lay down with by threats. I'm not going to lay down by psychological warfare. If he wants to play that game, I'm more than happy to step in the ring and play the exact same game with him. Outstanding. Well, I mean, we know you've got a bit of history there with some mental stuff with Kez. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you went to... After you laid him out with a briefcase, you confirmed that that rematch for his square goal contract would be within a steel cage match, which then would become part of the Bard show. Mm. So, so I, um, what what was the I reason behind the choice of a steel cage match? Because, because this was before Bard was even announced, so I, this wasn't yeah. your, the next show is in a steel cage. You, know, you had specifically chosen. I want a cage. I want yeah. a cage match because I don't want him to be able to escape, to be able to no. wriggle his way out, to be able to bring in any outside. Interference in the in the shape uh, of any briefcase, anything like that. It was me and him locked in there like a couple of animals. And at this point, at this point, me and him were when we have whenever we faced each other, whenever we were face to face, whenever we were in the ring, it was like two wild caged oh, yeah. animals going at it. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to fight. I wanted to be dirty. I wanted to be to be. I wanted none of us to walk out of there the this same. Wasn't a match. No, this wasn't a wrestling match. I wanted to hurt him. And I'd never been in a steel cage match in my life at that point. And I'll tell you something right now. Those bars are unforgiven. You get thrown into the one of those. My hand, my left hand, swelled up to the size of a tennis ball right after the match. Ever since that, I've not been able to bend my middle finger back any further than straighter. It's never been the same. There's pain in that hand. I had lacerations all over my body. But what I say to Kez before that match, he says, I might not leave here the same, but I'm going to take a pound of flesh from you. And I did. That's what that was about. It was about exacting revenge even then. It was about showing you 
are not the BL and end all that you think you are. And I'm going to put a stop to it. Any way I can. And I don't mind taking losses. I don't mind losing. I don't mind taking a beating because I'm always going to get back up. But as long as I give as good as I get or as long as I... Especially if it's Kez Evans. If I get to tear a piece of him off each time I'm in the ring with him, then so be it. I don't care what happens to me. Good, man. You were saying that yourself in part one. It's... What, it's, what I'm sure it's who's this a quote from um, maybe this is for Rocky actually I think it's not about how, how hard you get hit but how hard you can keep getting hit and get back up exactly that is Rocky isn't it that's Rocky that yeah Rocky, Rocky Balboa man just keep taking it get back up take a chunk out of Kez but that's the thing as well insane. that's the thing that eats away at Kez more than anything and I, I know it does Kez would love to put me down for good but I don't I keep getting back up and that even itself defiance Saying, no, you're not going to put me down. You're not going to keep me down. Because everybody else you've been trying to bully maybe will stay down, but not me. I'm going to get back up for them, for me, because fuck you. <laughs> Kez, put that on a t-shirt. Oh, wait, it, it was. Sorry, it, was, it wasn't for your profit, though. Oh, sorry. Um, Amazing. <laughs> so, and some more research that we've been doing. I mean, literally, if anybody's got a WWE Network, wants to see the start of this food, this was literally nearly every week. Something somewhere and all there was words getting exchanged. There was interference. I mean, Kez has said that he's going to hurt you within the cage and take years off your career. Is everything he says he does, you know, yes. he's interfered with Stevie. Your match with Stevie James, who's one of your upcoming competitors. Again, um, again, yep. this briefcase. Every interaction he had with you, he used this briefcase um, leading up to Bard. That's because without that briefcase at that time, Kez Evans wasn't anything. Kez Evans needed that briefcase. Without that briefcase, Kez Evans was just another guy, not the guy that he claimed to be. Mm. He needed that briefcase to feel validated. He needed that briefcase to prove himself or who he was. He needed that briefcase to win matches. He needed that briefcase to put me down, to beat me. Without that briefcase, Kez Evans wouldn't have put me down Literally in that research, there was uh, there was never an interaction with you. That briefcase wasn't used, um, which brings us on obviously to the match. You you did unfortunately lose the steel cage match, but it was a hard hard fought match, um, and it allowed them to keep the square goal contract. Now the following week, this is where the, in my opinion, the feud has you know reached the point. And reach the top point, that's it. It's time for you know, come back down, go separate ways. You personally state that you were moving on from Kez and focusing on the Zero G tournament and title shot, which you did. And then, 10th of April, Fight Club episode, it was yourself versus Daz Black for the Zero G Championship, a match that you were successful for, um, and you became the new champion. But then, the cash in that nobody saw coming. Kez attacked you and blindsided you when you get backstage yes. um, behind the curtain and then proceeds to use the briefcase again, again. Aye, and again. multiple headshots. I mean, this was the ramp, the first post, the middle of the apron, the next post, I think he hit you with it again. And then he cashes in. But the thing is, you, after all that, I think, I can't even remember what Kez's answer was. We asked Kez was the ultimate opportunist. I can't, I can't remember his answer. We might even snip it in. Aye, um, aye cheers for that editing part, Mike. You, <laughs> you get up. You've just had a grueling match with Daz Black. You've just 
literally had your brain smashed in all around with a briefcase and you, you get up to put on a fight. Um, but Kez, unfortunately, gets the victory over you. How, how did it feel with that? I mean, we've all seen Eddie's ultimate cash in, you know, things like that. But I see. It wasn't a, you know, you finished your match, Kez hits the ring. Mm. It's a, Kez takes the this, this sneaky um, advantage and attacks you and knocks you down straight away rather than standing up man to man. He gets that advantage on you. Yeah. How did that feel? Well, you you work hard every day at something that you love. Mm-hmm. You put in hours and hours, grueling hours. You know what it's like taking a bump in the ring. You've yes. went training. I trained every single day for a week for years to get to an opportunity like that where I could be challenging for a title that I hold in such high regard you put things on the line for that you sacrifice for that you put relationships on hold you put work you put commitments on hold because you want something so bad and you, you finally really get there yeah everyone's got to go to the sides and then when that happens you get someone like Kez Evans that steals that moment away from you. There's no really words, is there? There's not words. It's a, it's a, you feel void. You feel empty. You feel hatred. You feel vengeance running through each and every fibre of your body. And it's at that point that I knew me and Kez Evans... We're going to do this you're forever. You're going to do this forever. Right? You're going to do this. There is no thing. day that goes by that I will not hate Kez Evans to the pit of my stomach. And I'm not a hateful person. I don't like to hate. Yeah, I like to get in a ring and I like to hurt people Aye. and hit people and get hit. But, that's, that's but when I walk out and step out of the ring, Aye. I'm a different person. I go up by my life. I've got a fiancé. I've got a family. I don't want years taken off my career. And believe me, Kez Evans has took years off my career. So, when he took that title away from me after holding it in my, my arms for, for seconds, minutes at most. Aye. It's like having having it snatched from you, like a newborn put in his mother's arms and took away straight away. Aye, I'll never, I will never forgive Kez Evans. Never. Never. And he has retribution coming to him like no one has ever had before. I promise you that. Whether it's in this match at Fear and Loathing with the four of us, the two of them can do whatever they want. Mm. I'm getting my hands on Kez Evans. I don't care if I walk out with a gold that night. Yes, I would love to take it off of Kez Evans, but what I want to do more than anything is exactly what he did to me. And is that, that's take years, like he said, take years, years off, off his career. And he took my belt. So it's only fair that I take his. Oh dear. <laughs> so just going through some more of the facts and the timeline after the cage match you were recovering from it um, you were interviewed and you stated that you believed that it was done with you and Kez you lost the cage match Kez still his briefcase that was it you thought it was over and done with but you had to get involved in your business and you get asked about repercussions when you returned 
He stated that Kez Evans had just signed his own fucking death warrant. Again, mentioning that Kez is nothing without the briefcase. Now, you have said upon your return that, you know, you are going to put Kez in the fucking ground. Take everything from him. Take everything for him. But this is where the feud starts to take a very, very dark turn. Again, Kez interferes constantly later. Um, you then state to Kez, state backstage, Kez is taking it too far. Kez then takes it even further, even further on the Fight Club episode at the 8th of May. Now, we had seen not something like this before when he attacked BT Gun mm-hmm. and his home. Fair enough. Attacking someone in their own home is dastardly. But that's but a step. The thing is, when Kez visited your house, you went there. You crossed the line. It was your fiance, and he. You can see the promo online. Um, but how how did they feel to learn that Kez had been to your home, threatened your fiance, speak the words about you in relation to your family about being a failure? Was, was that something you thought he even he was capable of? I don't know the depths of Kez Evans' depravity. I really don't know how... I don't don't know how far he's willing to go. And I didn't at that time, in the moment of time, I didn't know that he was willing to do something like that. Fair dues, have it out with me in the ring. Hate me if you want. Try and end my career, whatever. That's in the ring. That's wrestling. That's the business that we are in. My family, my house, that that is not wrestling. If you want to, if you want to go there, you're a special kind of human being, and not in a good way. So if he wants to go there, then there's no other opportunity. There's no other option for me than to to dig deep within me and go to the dark places that are in there as well, and then take that out on him. If he wants to go there, that's the only option I have. And I don't even know what I'm willing to do to both myself and him if he wants to go there. So, even I stubby on Mark Dallas the following week, catch up with Kez backstage, and even he said this has went too far. He believed it would have ended at Bard. As you've stated, you thought it would have ended at Bard. Kez gave you com- some compliments that you did put up a fight, but it, ha- it hadn't ended. So, he had no other choice but to stop you and Kez from coming, not even touching each other or interfering each other, but coming near each other. Now, how is it to hear that news with it being yourself? It's on the receiving end of these threats and the treatment for Kez. Yet, you're essentially now being treated the same boat as him in terms of if you go near him, you're fired. Mm. What kind of sort of men, mental impact that had that you, 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 you can't get in his face? You know, it's not like before, before a big match, you can't lay a, if you lay a one finger on him, you're fired. I no, you, you can't even be in the same room as him. You can't even mm. make eye contact. You go near him, you, not both of these, you are fired. 
what, what sort of mental torture was that, was that well, like? At, at the time, at the time, when Dallas looked me in the eye and said that, I was furious. Honestly, I could not, I couldn't fathom it. The the fire, I had been waiting, I, ever since I found out he'd been at my house, I couldn't wait to I get know. in that building and see him and rip his fucking face off. <laughs> and then for Dallas to say that to me, it's like taking all the power that you have away. No, it's like giving in to Kez Evans. This is what Kez Evans wants. He's feeding right into his hands. He, he's not. Do, he's not going to my house to fucking to to do it. He's playing games. He's playing mind games. He's, he's, he's pulling strings. He's making Mark Dallas uh, banners from touching each other. This is all part of a plan. He's not stupid. For all the things that Kez Evans is, he's not stupid. He does things for a reason. What he says, he does. Oh well, yeah, I might hate him, but he's fucking right. He does things. He pulls strings. And that's exactly what he did. So him doing it, Dallas walking right into his trap and doing that, I was furious. Of but the course. thing is as well, I can see it from Mark Dallas's point of view. Of course he's going to do that. He's got two guys here that obviously hate each other. There is, uh, you know, it could cause problems for him, but it's also, it's, it's also a business. If he puts us in the ring together, at a mat, he's going to draw money. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. It's a feud. It's a blood feud. Keep it, keep it, keep these off each other. Then Aye. you can do it. Stick it on the cards. We can all come and watch. Yeah. Plus, there's legal ramifications. Do you know what I mean? If whatever happens to us, like he's he could be held accountable. Do you know what I mean? So I get it. And plus, the thing is, I get it because if Mark Dallas had let me walk backstage and get my hands on Kez Evans that day, I'd have ripped his throat out. Aye. I'd have grabbed him by the throat, and I wouldn't have stopped hitting him until somebody pulled me off. Because that's that's Never. what it took. To, the stopping was. A you don't know the mentality that I was at at that point in my life. Right now, right here, I'm a bit more. I have a bit more clarity. I know what Kez Evans is all about now. I'm not going to fall into his traps like I did before. But then I was like a, an animal. I couldn't I couldn't control myself from what he, because of what he did. Completely understandable. It is. <clears throat> he said he crossed a line. That is a line he crossed. He said, that's business. That's personal. That's what you guys do over here. Mm. You do this. You wrestle. You fight each other. This is what you're here for. But that is just... That's you, my life. You don't do that. No. You don't. No. And... I completely understand why that ban for touching, for getting involved was put in place because I believe it. I can honestly God believe it. You did just kept hitting and hitting and hitting until there was a puddle. Yeah. That would have been it. Yeah. And as you say, obviously, if Dallas put you and Kez in a ring, it's money. Main event. Fuck yeah, it's money. <laughs> I mean, main yeah. event all night long. Put that yeah. on as a special, but at the end of the day, you're going to call in a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> You're going yeah. to bring in the authorities because yeah. someone is going to be dead in but, that ring. But the crazy thing is as well, at that point in time, I didn't care if it was me or him. I couldn't have cared less as long as I took a bit of him with me, I'd have been happy. Yeah. So, over the next couple of weeks, you sort of tangled, they're not really important to this part just now, but you tangled with Leighton Buzzard a wee bit. Um, when he was interfering your matches and things like that. But um, the 3rd of July fight club taking following his victory against Adam Maxted, you then attacked Kez in a very, very similar fashion to when he did to you before cashing in. Now, this is when Mark Dallas tells, tells you that if you continue the assault, you'll be fired. As well as Kez, when he actually is set to strike you in the head with a, a bell hammer. You're given the option to settle it. It will not be in an ICW building, not in their ring, and they will not be held responsible. These are both told it will be in your own time. We both pick a location, a time. Before you start a fight, call up ICW and they'll send a camera crew 
and a referee, but mark his words. Dallas has said that you'll regret it. Now, this isn't like a halftime heat show where everything's set up, there's a ring, it's a rocking mankind and everything. This is literally go meet somewhere, anywhere. Phone them a up. Proper so street fight. A proper. Oh, this isn't a planned thing. This is. I'm here. I'll be come here get me. Come um, now. There is a question that we've slotted in here, but I'm going to move it. I think. I think maybe move cool. it first. Yeah, no, cool. Um, 10th of July, fight club team. This is when it all changes for you, um, as I'm sure you're aware. Kez Evans sends a video message. They found a location close to Mark Dallas's heart. It's a balance. It was there and waiting, saying to send the cameras, send a referee, and to tell yourself that he's waiting. Now, shortly after it, we see the cup of Dallas and Reed discuss: Are they going to be able to film whatever may happen? <laughs> Wells try to continue the show. Have they got enough cameras? They've got enough cable. Mm. Is it going to take a week? Is it going to take two weeks? It's if they really? disappear to somewhere else are we going to be able to continue this are we going to show it tonight but they go ahead with it um, all he knew was all that Mark Dallas knew is Kez was somewhere in the Barrowlands ballroom now we've personally been in the Barrowlands and into Barrowlands it's a big place oh. and you were in a car on your way there so the opening clip of it is you screech up in your car you run up the Barrowlands stairs mm. And you're in shooting for Kez. Match spills all over the ballroom um, with weapons as well. And obviously, we are aware of the unfortunate and a twisted turn of events, the ending, as to where Kez slammed a stall shutter with force down onto your arm, instantly breaking it, and with what could be seen as a bone protruding through the skin. Immediately, the match was ended. Kez sadistically backed off but smiling and just sort of slipped in between the stalls into the shadows and an ambulance was called for he would later get a suspension but in comparison to your career threatening injury what was it like being a part of that match I mean one positive part you did get to smash a guitar over his fucking head Mm, on a stage of the Barrowlands that's a positive but we we spoke about, about this sort of on and off air you're in an, a, a very, very iconic place, mm-hmm. but you're just yourselves with anything that comes to your hand. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what you didn't see on film. I'm sitting at home. My mental health is breaking down, deteriorating. My relationship with my, my fiance is breaking down because she sees what's, what's, what it's doing to me, what this feud with Kez Evans is doing to me. He's been at her door. She's interacted with him. She's not part of this world. She doesn't. She doesn't deserve that. It's putting a strain on us. And then I see this video from Kez Evans. I grab my car keys and she's she's pulling at me, begging me not to go, crying, screaming, bawling her eyes out. Do you know what that's like? Do you know what that's like to have such rage in your soul that you can just leave your fiance lying there on the ground crying because she she thinks that you're going to go and, and get hurt. Maybe not even come back. Maybe not come back the same. Your career's done. Who knows what kind of injury you could have. Maybe you won't even come back at all. That's the stuff that you don't see on a TV screen. That's the stuff that you don't see on ICW On Demand, on the network, whatever. That's the real injury that Kez Evan causes people. 
That was a match. I can take all the physical tools. I can take a broken arm. I can take pleasure in putting a guitar over his head and busting him wide open. Like fucking Elvis on stage at the fucking Barrowlands. Like a fucking rock star. That sort of stuff I like. That's why I love this business. That other stuff. That's that's the stuff that Kez Evans gets inside of your head with. That's the painful stuff. Not a shutter on your arm. Not a broken bone. I'll heal from that. Even if I don't ever wrestle again, it'll heal. I'll be able to walk. I'll be able to play with my kids in the future. It's the mental stuff. That's why I hate Kez Evans. Now, that match was... was even though the end, you know, didn't go my way. But to be there in the Barrowlands Ball, Ballroom... An iconic venue, an iconic venue for ICW. Blowing off what I think is going to be this feud. Finally ending Kez Evans. And putting to bed whatever we have. That was a special feeling. No doubt about it. No matter what happened. No matter what the outcome is. Yeah. That was a special feeling. Well, you just said that's a special feeling. So the Barrowlands... That's a question for somebody. Well, Lusser Declan Johnson has got this buzz about the atmosphere of it. Was it still the same when it was empty? Did you still have that kind of buzz feeling in it? Oh, I, like the thing is, when you scooch up there in your car, your tyres are <laughs> screeching to a halt like a fucking movie, like an action movie. You <clears> run up those stairs, this iconic venue that you've seen bands playing over the years, and you walk in there and you know this is getting filmed, you're getting put on screen. That's a big moment in anybody's career, no matter what the kind of the emotional stuff is behind it. Yeah. You know, talking about that alone, uh, it was, of course it was great, it was iconic. I hope you know people would watch that and think that is that's an amazing, it's a cool thing, yeah. it's iconic, it's mm-hmm. it's different, it's unusual, and also you're getting this fucking. The thing is, at the end of the day, I get right, I get that it takes its toll on me, both physically, and mentally, and everybody else. But at the end of the day, you know, no matter how real it is, for people watching at home and they, it's entertainment for them, they mm-hmm. watch it and, yeah. and they get something from it. And hopefully, I do everything I do in the rest of the ring. It's not for my family. Everything else is for the fans. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I want to put on the yeah. best show I can, and hopefully, you know, doing something like that it was going to entertain them, especially in a time when people didn't have a lot. You know what I mean? People couldn't go to wrestling shows. People couldn't yeah. go to fucking restaurants to eat dinner. People couldn't mm-hmm. go to nightclubs. People couldn't go to the bar. Right. Do you know what I mean? So if I was able to give people something to entertain themselves during a really tough time, man, then I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Very proud of that. And as you said, obviously at the same time, it was you can run, you can run the iconic build. You're, mm. you're settling the feud, mm. and it's unsanctioned. There's nobody that pull you off. Yeah. So it's a case of, you know, as, as you said there, you're going to keep pulling the punches. Who's going to stop you? There's nobody that to stop nobody you. To stop you get somebody with a camera. One, two, three, and that's it. You know, the only reason why it stopped was mm. your arm got broke. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. As you say, I don't care. That's about, I don't want those fight forever moments of. Uh, I think. Oh. I think personally. I think if your. I think yeah. if your bone wasn't protruding through the skin and Thomas Cairns hadn't stopped the match. Yeah. I think literally, if your arm was still broke, you would have kept going. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like, uh, it goes through something. Something when an injury like that happens, it's, it's yeah. this funny, weird feeling that goes through your body, man. Yeah. It's like you can't explain it. It's. Uh, it's. It's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah. Can can only imagine. Well, I can only imagine. I've been in that position myself with my legs. But aye, so broken bones. They're not fun. Like I said, aye, I know that whole bone at the skin. Well, I really, aye, I, it's no fun to talk about. 
so we'll we'll kind of we'll move on for that a little bit now if that's all right. Mm. <sighs> You've had this injury. You're not knowing that you'd be able to actually get it back to the ring. What was? Can you describe that? What it's like to not know if you're going to be able to get back in here and get your fucking hands on him. Um. It's tough, man. It's 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 tough. It's it's heartbreaking more than anything. Like, like I was saying earlier, like this is something that you love. You don't do this unless you love it, man. Aye. Do you know what I mean? You don't put your body through all this this the normal bumps and bruises and cuts and all that if you don't love Aye. it. <laughs> but then having something as an injury serious as that, it's that's career threatening. Um, it's, it's 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 gutting really, um, and especially you know when you've got the guilt attached to it. You know that had you not went down this vengeful path, you know what I mean? Like, would that have happened? Is it your fault? Mm-hmm. Should you have listened to people saying don't do this? Should I have listened to my fiance when she was telling stay me not to leave, life. asking me to stay? Do you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a lot of things attached to it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it's 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 horrible really but you have to come out of the other side better man or else you just you, you, you won't drive. be able to function yeah man like, yeah I got to a, a, a really dark place and the only place the only way the, the only place you can go from there is, is up mm-hmm. you have to find a reason to fight you have to find a reason to get back in training you have to find a reason to make sure you're healthy again and one of those things apart from you know wanting my home life and my family life to be good and, and I want to continue doing the thing that I love but I want I need justice Aye. you need that pound of flesh I need that pound of flesh I need there's something in me that won't be fixed until I get my hands on Kez Evans and I can't even explain what it is I can say it's revenge I can say that it's you know it's it's an eye for an eye, but that doesn't even come close to describing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a a, a a hatred, a guttural thing that I've never felt before in my life, and it won't okay. be put to bed until you me know, and Kez tear each other apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then if we fast forward, it then here we are now. Shug's house party number seven, night two. Kez, brutal match in victory over Jester. Out you pop, after being away for over a year, mm. leaving him standing in the middle of the ring. How did that get back? I know we've touched on it a little bit earlier mm. on, but surely that have been such a spell away. That must have been an amazing feeling, that reaction oh, as well. Man. Just to know, everyone's got your back. We are yeah. behind you here. Yeah. Do this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's a lot easier when the guy that you hate is hated by everyone. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you know, don't get me wrong. I, I was nervous, man. I, I was fuck. I had butterflies. I was. I was. Um, I was very last minute. I didn't know that I'd get the go ahead from like the physio that I can get back and do this until literally maybe a week before. And as soon as I got that green light, man, I was there. And. Uh, Aye, it was it was funny because you know you 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 come back usually when you're in the wrestling world you're working for ICW you know you're there backstage with everyone you're talking to people you know people you mm-hmm. like whatever 
you go out, you have your match. This was different, you know what I mean? It was like, I was there only for that moment to come out and, and, and give Kez a little taste of what he had coming, do you know what I mean? Out. No one knew I was there. Do you know what I mean? I come through the back door. I, I, I spoke to Dallas and, I, and I obviously I told him I was going to be back. Um, and he very kindly opened that back door <laughs> for me. Uh, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's got a bit of history with Kez himself. So he was more than happy to kind of unlock the back door for me. Uh, so, uh, but man, I was nervous. See, before I walked through those curtains, I was thinking, you know, when I was here last time, the last time I was in front of fans, it was over two years ago. I was against Daz Black. I had just started coming up in ICW. Then I was having matches and this feud with Kez, but there was no one there. No. So I was nervous. I didn't know how the people would react. And uh, and and right up until that, that moment, I stepped out, man. Like, there's a rush of adrenaline when you walk through the curtains, no matter what it is. But then to get that reaction from everyone, that's... Oh, that's a, that's a, that will send... Uh, uh, like tingles up your spine man that feeling this is a feeling like no other and then especially to do it in the the the, the circumstances that i did been able to get that response response and then see kez evans face as well priceless man priceless awesome so he's not the same man anymore mm. I don't agree. but they'll be throwing the world heavyweight championship mm. with or without the title you were coming for him it was oh. happening and you plan to absolutely bury him. But the title's now involved. What? Is this something you're thinking about? Do you want this or do you just want Kez? When I first started in wrestling, winning titles and stuff, you know, it, would, it, it meant the world. And no, it doesn't anymore. Of course it does. I want to go into success and win titles and, and uh, you know establish myself as a as a, a leader in this this business and establish myself as, as someone who can can do it all and, and go to like heights man but a piece of leather and a piece of gold means nothing compared to the hatred that i want to exact on kez evans it doesn't compare it doesn't compare but the sweet thing about it is like before that briefcase was what he held tightly, what he held dearest. But now, it is that piece of leather, it is that piece of gold. It is the prestigious ICW World Heavyweight Championship. And just like he took the ICW Zero G Championship off of me, this is going to make it even sweeter. Because not only am I going to beat him to within an inch of his life, I'm going to take that belt off him. And that's what I meant when I said I'm going to take everything from you. Awesome. So, yeah. where are we now in the history of things? So to the research corner. <laughs> oh, that's your new name. Now in phase four. He's the data guy. So you've made the return, you've stated, you know, you want Kez. Um which is fine. So over the course of the weeks you've tangled in with Leighton Buzzard, you've tangled in with Stevie James. You now make it clear on the 24th of September episode of Fight Club you want your revenge of Kez Evans. Freedom Oven, Kez Evans versus Craig Anthony for the ICW World Heavyweight Championship. And that's all fine and well. Kez doesn't believe you're on his level. But then Stevie James, a man who has actually defeated Kez and been declared a new champion and the only person that's came close to ending Kez's title reign is someone else who sees 
that he deserves a shot at the championship more than anybody. And then you also throw in the mix of Leighton Buzzard, which, in your words, is another briefcase wanker. <laughs> <laughs> which is no disrespect, but you have got issues with people with briefcases. Those fucking briefcases. He man. then tries to overstep you <laughs> and state that he is cashing in. Now, Leighton Buzzard has always stated that it's a world heavyweight title he's going for. Mm. Um, and he'll tell you when he's cashing in. He says he's cashing in in the main event. Um at Fear and Loven. He's someone he's he's somebody who's never actually faced Kez in the ring. Um and he's tried to sort of overrule you. Now throughout this, we haven't really mentioned Leighton Buzzard or Stevie James. Two phenomenal parents yeah, because yeah. in your words, they're the guys that's at the wrong place, the wrong time. You don't have any issues with them, but unfortunately they're just in your path to getting to Kes. Now, the 8th of October, Fight Club team, it was yourself, Stevie James. Typical fashion, Kes gets involved. Fight breaks it, Leighton Buzzard enters, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Takes security in half of the locker room to separate all four of you guys. With Mark Dallas now entering and acknowledging that Kes a thorn in his side and with all his recent actions in Cardiff stopping a great main event between the two years guys because that was a cracking main event um, but credit where credit is due I off <laughs> Kez has overcame some severe odds to retain his championship he then announces that it will be a four way elimination match at Fear and Loven for the ICW World Heavyweight Championship yourself Stevie James Leighton Buzzard and Kez Evans. Security's retracted back and Kez barely escapes. Can I just point out, right, just point out that part. I absolutely love that. Here, guys, uh, your shift's finished. Aye. Get back. He's get. No. He's get. <laughs> this, this isn't a, a fatal, fatal four-way match. This, mm. is a, this is a four-way elimination match. Yeah. I mean, you could eliminate Stevie James in the first minute. You could, Kez could eliminate Leighton Buzzard. I don't think that's how it's going to happen. I think. No, but I think potentially. No, potentially. No, the reason why I'm saying it is, I think potentially your Kez's biggest threat. I think Kez would try and get rid of you first. I think so. You because know, the thing is, I'm into this match with nothing to I, lose. Yeah. The only thing I want to gain. It's revenge on Kez Evans. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other two guys in there they are going. The they're going for his belt. Yeah. I'm going for his throat. That's yeah. the difference. So, if you get the belt on the way, cool. But hey. I mean, there, there is a potential. I mean, you know, as you say, you're it for revenge for Kez Evans. You're it for his throat. You could beat Kez Evans to the point where he needs to be removed from the match. But you don't need to pin Kez Evans to become the champion. If Kez true. Evans. You know, gets eliminated in the first 30 seconds by anybody. Well, I mean, what? Kez <laughs> Evans is no longer champion. That title's up for grabs. Yep. So it is a win win situation. You can be down to you and Kez one on one. Get rid of the last two. Realistically, either way, it's a 50 f- 50 if my Steiner math is correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get your revenge on Kez. Guaranteed, that is a guarantee that you're going to get that. But there is also the opportunity to walk away the new ICW World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you still have the opportunity to still fuck Kez there and make him lose his title. Yep. 
It's win-win for me, man. It's yeah. all lose for yeah. Kez, that's the thing. The cards are stacked against Kez Evans. And that is that is a situation that he's not accustomed to. It's always on his terms. It's always his way. He's had a briefcase. He's been the champ. But he's pissed off too many people. He's rubbed too many people the wrong way. Yeah. And now he's got a bullseye painted on his back. Even bigger than the one he would have already had being the champ. Yeah. So whatever happens... I'm going to exact some sort of revenge on Kez Evans. So, if, just, just interestingly, if you should win the ICW World Heavyweight Championship at Fear Lowen, mm-hmm. who would you like your first title uh, defence to be against? I mean, I'm, I'm certain, I'm, I'm really certain that your answer is going to be you're going to get Kez's, he's, he's, he's rematched that he will be due. Yes. You know, he will be on his overpriced loyals. I imagine you know, he will be. And demanding... Stroke crying like a wee bitch. Well, here's the thing. If I walk out of there the champ, which I plan on doing, even though I'm saying, you know, I'm out for Renz, I'm out for Kez, at the end of the day, I want to walk out there with the gold. Aye. But the thing is, that's not, that's, not, that's not enough for me. I don't, like I said before, none, none of us ask for this. Stevie James is, is a phenomenal performer, getting the dues that he has rightfully earned. He is unreal. Leighton Buzzard is Leighton Buzzard. Everybody knows how good he is. These are two guys that maybe I don't get along with, I don't see eye to eye with, but I respect and I love stepping in the ring with them because I know that they're going to give as good as they get, they're going to hit as hard as I hit, and no matter the outcome, we're going to put on a phenomenal match. So there's, I couldn't sing their praises enough. doesn't mean I have to like them. Yeah. But the thing is, like I said before, wrong place, wrong time. I want Kez Evans one-on-one. I can't... I, I need this. This is about me and him. This isn't about anybody else. Right. What, no matter what happens at Fear and Loathing, I'm not fucking finished with Kez Evans. If I take his title, that's fine. But I'm looking for... Th- there needs to be no one else involved here. It's not about anybody else. It's about me and it's about him. This ain't over as far as I'm concerned after Fear and Loathing. You know what? We did have another question we wanted to get through. Yeah, that, you sort of touched on it for I Louise Westy. We need it, to be honest. Nah, Louise Westy was stating your face cares, your face late, and your face Stevie James as we head into Fear and Loathing. What final words do you have for each of your opponents? But as you said, you just, just said it there, they're, they're the wrong place, the wrong time. There's no issues. You don't really have any words for them because... Unfortunately, they're added to this mixing bowl. Mm. But you have stated right there, very different to what you stated before in the past when you lost in the, in the cage match. That's you done with Kez. You have now stated that even no matter what the outcome is, this even is if you walk going. out, oh, yeah. this is um, going to continue on. So I've got a We'll, we'll do some socials quickly because right, then I've got I've got a final closing thing. So we've got so Facebook, um, Craig Anthony, Twitter, Craig AR underscore, and Instagram, Craig AR underscore. Like, yeah, follow, give a check. Um, share, subscribe, follow, do everything you can. Yeah, get. we'll get this episode out on you every platform everywhere. and all on new platforms as well, which you will be able to see online. Um. Is there any other questions before I finish on this? 
I'm good. Not that I can think of. Anything no. I've wanted to ask myself. We've kind of covered at some yeah. point. So just a personal thanks for sitting down with us on this one. Thanks so, for having me, man. <laughs> final, final thoughts. I feel like Jerry Springer here. <laughs> um, Jerry Springer. To quote Kez, now you've just said that once you're done with Kez, that's not how it finished. Has Kez Evans made an enemy for life with you? Kez Evans said that to me once, standing across from me, when we were signing a contract in the middle of the ring. He said, you are going to make an enemy for life. And just like his other catchphrase, what he says he does, <laughs> it's true. I will never stop painting Kez Evans, and I doubt that he'll stop painting me. So if we're destined to do this forever, or until one of us can't do it anymore, that's what's going to happen. But I don't plan on making that person me. And as far as I see it, if we're talking about an eye for an eye, he threatened my career. He put my career on the line. Well, I'm not going to be happy until his is on the line as well. Thanks for checking out part two. Okay, three. I mean, what else is there to say after that? Kez, oh man, you've no idea what's coming your way. Thank you, everyone, for checking this out. Also, if you missed part one, you can check that out again and get a bit more, you know, a bit more history in the background, you know, a bit about what, you know, Craig's upbringing was, what his first wrestling memories were. You can check all that in part one, but part two there, yeah, straight to the point. Kez, he's coming your way. Thanks for checking us out. Don't forget, use all the usual places for upcoming guests and future episodes, of course, our Asylum Breaking Ground series is going on now as well. Thanks very much. <laughs>